The Bread and Butter podcast acknowledges the Yagara people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mainjin, the lands on which we record today. We pay our respects to the Yagara and Turbal elders, past, present, and emerging. This podcast is brought to you by Hey Al Productions. Did I say good? Just to get you into it one more time. Maybe just in case. Okay. Go. Bread and Better Podcast. Okay. Bread and Better Podcast. I feel like I am. Bread and Better Podcast. Welcome back to my favorite chat of the week. And I know a lot of yours as well, the Bread and Better podcast. Tegan and myself are here each week to bring you conversations that affect us as women from nutrition, fitness, mindset, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Alex, owner of Hey Our Productions, a podcast production company that makes shows just like this one. I'm a freelance feature writer with a focus on women's health and a mum of three. And I'm Tegan. I have my own online business as a personal trainer and sports nutritionist. I help women transform their bodies physically, but also to feel at home and happy in their bodies, which is exactly what we are going to be discussing today. Before we get into today's episode about body image, can we please ask you to pause the podcast and go and give us a quick rating or review wherever you are listening, as this allows us to reach more women just like you. All right. So I went rogue on the segment this week because I wanted to line it up with what we're talking about today. I had something so excited to talk about food related, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. Yeah. Fraz was like, oh, I'm sure Alex is really excited to share her food. Yes. And then I was like, oh, I changed the segment. (laughs) It's okay. I'll keep it in the bank for next time. Keep it in the bank. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do three things that we like about ourselves physically to start the podcast off on a body positive note. (laughs) What do you got? I've got my eyes. I've tried to think of different things that I said with Julia, but I can't actually remember. I love the color of my eyes, especially when I cry. <laughs> really? Like there they go, like a really pretty green. Oh, cute. Yeah. Which I did a lot of at the Tales with Gold's head. <sighs> is it, is, do they only go a cool color with happy crying or sad crying or any crying? All crying. I think mm-hmm. the sadder the better. The longer I cry, the prettier they get. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Turning a negative into a positive. My back, especially now that I've been working out and swimming. Love. Yeah, more detailed, which I love. And yeah, my shoulders now as well. So excellent. Yeah, I thought of a few things and I thought of a few more. And then I was like, oh, this is nice. That's really nice. Yes. That's so good. Excellent. Well, I have prepared nothing <laughs> <laughs> as per usual. And this is a good day for me to be doing it because as I told you off air, yesterday was uh, the day, day one of my period. And yeah. if anyone can relate to that point right before you get your period where you're like, what happened? I didn't <laughs> Why look like do I look yesterday? like a potato? <laughs> so yesterday I was really struggling and then all the pieces of the puzzle came together. And today I feel quite good about myself. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my hair. Yes. It's nice and long. I was and just very looking blonde. at your hair. It's like your hair. <laughs> I will go with my upper body. When I've been training lately, I've been looking quite uh, lean and strong through my upper body. And then I'm going to go for my smile, yeah. which I have had assistance with through my Invisalign. I should add, I really like my skin on my face, my skin in general. Like I feel lucky to have... Yeah, nice skin that I don't skin. have to wear foundation. Actually, I stayed at Julia's house last night and Julia's favourite thing to do is to pick people's blackheads. Oh, my God, that's my favourite thing to do. Yeah, well, Aww. I said to her as a little treat that she could pick my skin <laughs> and she was so excited, the yeah. joy in her voice, but she was quickly disappointed because I didn't really have any. Yeah. And I used to have heaps. So I think that the ocean water is doing wonders for my skin. Yeah, that's – oh, the ocean is, like, the best. Yeah. Exfoliant. Okay, so as we mentioned, today we are going to be talking about body image and I wanted to start the episode by reading a poem from Josie Bolker. Hopefully I'm saying her surname correctly. You may have heard some of hers on TikTok or Instagram and if not, check them out. They are fantastic. One of her really famous ones starts with her talking about being at a public pool and never having seen someone so attractive that she's thought about them more than once. Have you heard that one? No. Oh, okay. It's very, it's very popular on reels at the moment, but this one that I've chosen for today is perfect to what we're talking about. And I just think it's so fantastic. So I'm going to read it and hopefully I do it justice because the way she reads them is just beautiful. Yeah. And if I read it terribly, we might just get the audio from that. (laughs) So uh, it says, 
Your body is your home. It is a place where you were meant to feel completely at ease. It is the only place that you will live forever. And I hope that, like your home, you can make it a place you're comfortable. It takes time and it takes work. And most often, it is the work that you put in on the inside that makes the biggest difference. It isn't common to look at other people's smaller houses and wish that you had a smaller house too. I hope that one day you can sit with yourself at the end of a busy day and it is as restful and safe as walking through your door on a cold night, feeling the warmth of your front hallway and kicking off your uncomfortable shoes. And even if there are things that you want to change, you will give yourself time, the same way you would save up your money and be out with some old and in with some new. If you started to treat your body like the home that it is, it would be okay with one small change at a time, and on most days, no changes at all. Of course, this won't stop you from flipping through catalogs, comparing yours to someone else's and wanting things to be different sometimes. But somehow we let the desire for new flooring burn way less intensely than the desire to be a new person. Your body is your home and you will live in it forever. It is not the outside that keeps you warm at night. It's the parts that no one sees. It's those safe and cozy kind of houses that you want to live in for the rest of your life and that other people love to come visit. It's so good. It's so nice, hey? Yeah, I have like full body goosebumps. I do too and I've heard <laughs> it heaps of times. Yeah. How good is the bit about like you don't often look at people's smaller houses and wish you had a smaller house? Yeah. Oh. She's got so many good ones. Yeah. I would definitely check her out on TikTok and she reads them all and they're just fantastic. Like she's got ones about relationships and friendships, but she does a lot on body image and I think that they're just fantastic. So I think it sums up my thoughts on body image pretty well and I've structured the flow of today's podcast off the poem because she touches on the key themes that I want to talk about. So the first one's going to be why working on your body image is important. Comparison being the thief of joy that it's okay to want to change your body, but the work you need to do to feel confident is more likely internal than how you externally look. Body image being an ongoing work in progress and what to do on tough body image days, how your body image might be affecting your children and two things that you can do starting right now to change the way you feel about your body. So that's what we're going to be running through today. I love it. Let's get into it. So to kick us off, when you say body image, what are you talking about and why is it important that it is something we are aware of. So our body image is how we see ourselves, but not just what we see when we look in the mirror. It's also what we think when we think about our bodies. It's affected by how we feel about our bodies, the idea of what a perfect body looks like to us, our thoughts, our language, and how our body feels when we move it. So it's basically that collective experience of how we feel about our body. So having a positive body image is going to make us a lot happier. This doesn't mean achieving our ideal body. It means celebrating our body for how it is at every stage of life and what it can do and what it has done in the past for us. So people that have a positive body image understand that how they look has very little to do with their personality or their character. They're confident and comfortable within themselves and they realize that their value isn't based on how they look. Yeah. So it is important that even if we achieve our perfect body, if we haven't done the inner work, we might keep moving the goalposts. So we might keep tying our value to how we feel about ourselves to our physical appearance. So we'll keep moving the goalposts. And people have done it before where they're like, okay, I'm going to be really happy when I lose five kilos. And they're like, okay, now I've lost five kilos and I need to get Botox. Or now I need a whole new wardrobe. Or we we keep tying our value to how we physically look. If you have ever lost weight and you realize that it didn't automatically make you a happier person, or you have said, I will do this thing when I am this weight, or I will do this thing when I can buy this outfit, you really need to listen up to this conversation. I love all of that. And I don't think that I've heard it explained in that way before. I think that I've always just thought of it as how you feel about the way you look, you know, like you've said. Mm. I think people do underestimate how much are the other components really affected. Like if we think about how our body feels when we move it or how our body feels in clothes, like the example would be, you know, if we are training in a gym and we can't do things the way that we want to do them or the way that they're supposed to be done, that's going to affect how we feel about our body. Or if we're constantly wearing clothes that are too tight for us, that's going to affect how we feel about our body. So there's more to it than just how we look. It's about how we look, how we think, how we talk. 
yeah. and, and how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. So we've all heard it before. Comparison is the thief of joy. How much of an impact does this have on our body image? Yeah, so this is absolutely huge. And I think with social media at the moment, it's even bigger. But I can think back to when I was younger and social media wasn't as big and maybe you can relate to this, like standing there and comparing your legs to your friend's legs yeah. or is she smaller than me? And we're probably looking at some of the ways within a five kilo weight range of what we weigh and yeah. we're just standing there comparing like would that fit me or why does that look so good on her or yeah. just, just standing there and continuously comparing ourselves to our friends. Yeah. And this is often people with different body shapes to us. Yeah, Like you and I have completely different body shapes. The way that things look on our bodies are going to be so different we couldn't compare yeah. if you wear a lot of beautiful bodycon outfits which I would never wear because they don't suit my body shape where I you know wear lots of crop tops which you might not wear because you've had three children and your yeah. stomach doesn't look the same as somebody who runs a lot we just compare to people that are completely different to us who have completely different workout routines yeah. to us completely different lives to us yeah and it's like comparing grapes and bananas yeah when I was a teenager my thing that I compared against everyone else's was boobs. I had no boobs. My friends had boobs and I was like so upset with myself. And that's obviously something I could not have changed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As a, And it affected me so much. And I remember one free dress day rocking up in the same outfit as my friend and she had big boobs and I had no boobs. And I was just so upset because it looked very different on us. That's so funny, hey. And I've always, when I was younger, I had bigger boobs. Yeah. And I would have loved to be able to wear things without bras. Yeah. So I kind of wished I had smaller boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I kind of embrace that more. I'm like, oh, I can get away without wearing a bra. And you now know, I kind of have smaller boobs and I don't wear a bra. So our bodies <laughs> change anyway. I know. I know. It's <laughs> insane. So we compare ourselves to people online. And I think that this is the biggest one at the moment that's problematic, especially in the younger generation. And the reason it's problematic is because these photos are all edited. Yeah. Or people know their angles. And I could – I. I I feel in two minds about the posts where it's like, this is my body and this is also my body. Yeah. Where they're like posing. Yeah. But then they're relaxed. Like yeah. I understand the benefit of those posts, but. But yeah, if everyone wasn't doing. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I feel like at first it was refreshing. You would see these models and the, the you know, Fitzbo people being like, yeah, this is how I look. But you also have to understand, like, I'm just posing like that. But like also you're setting that standard that that's how you should look on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. But when we keep in mind as well, like we all want to post a photo where we look good. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't want to post a photo where you look like a potato. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. It's such a minefield. I feel like with social media as well, the goalpost is always changing of how we think we should look. Like you, at one stage you have the Kardashians with the thin waist and the massive booty, which is so unattainable for most people. And they also edit all their photos. Yes, which you can see like because the Daily Mail pulls them up on it every time they do it. But then, you know, that'll just be one year and then next year it's the waif era. And yeah. then so if these young girls are trying to keep up with this, it's just impossible because you're going to want to, you know, put on a bit of bulk in the booty to look like a Kardashian. But then if that goes away the next year, then you're focusing on losing that again and it's just so heartbreaking. And the other thing is like these people don't actually even look like that no. in real life. The prevalence of editing photos is so huge now. Yeah. And if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, comparing yourself to your favourite influencer, just go down to the Gold Coast and hang around for a little <laughs> bit. Get into World Gym and you'll start to see these people are just normal people yeah. with normal bodies. I had to look up the other day. I was like, oh, I think that that's an influencer that I follow, yeah. but I only recognised her by one of her tattoos. Ah. Because her face and her body look so different yeah. in real life to how they look in her photos yeah. online. Isn't that wild? It's very interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. And, and like you said, we all want to look good in photos, but there's a difference when you have big influence. Yeah, when you when you see influencers in real life, they look like the shine version yeah. of the, the way that they look yeah. in photos because their photos are so highly edited. And yeah. it's something to keep in mind. If you are constantly comparing yourself to someone online, I would be unfollowing them. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Because that's not serving you in any beneficial way. And I think when we were growing up, we had 
you know, all these body inspos. And I remember saving these tiny wasted girls' pictures as my screensaver yes. so that I could attain to that body. I don't have a small waist. Yeah. Yes, that's not attainable. It's, it's not, not even ever attainable. Yeah. So I think that that's really important to remember that your body shape might be different to that person, but odds are their body shape might be different to the yeah. person that they're showing up as online. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yes. So if you're comparing yourself to anybody online, I would suggest going through your social media and it's it's okay to have people that you use as inspiration. Yeah. I would be more looking for, you know, their values with their yeah. health and fitness journey rather than what they physically look like. Yeah. I know that one of my clients thinks that Revy Jane is like her inspo in that she really loves exercise and that she sets a good example for her girls. Like I would say that's that's someone that's a really positive role model. Yeah. But if you're looking at, you know, somebody that just has this tiny waist and huge bum and they're your, you know, physique inspo. Yeah. Keep in mind as well that these guys, it's their job yes. to train. Yeah. So yeah. they're dedicating it. Like the if we if we're looking at at bodybuilders and some of the influencers and some of them do have insanely good physiques. Yeah. But they would spend their whole day, their, you know, their eight hours of their day yeah. meal prepping, training, getting their steps in, going to get a massage. That's their job. Yeah. So if you have 45 minutes to train three days a week and yeah, you've got four kids, it's probably not realistic to think that you could achieve that physique. Yeah. That's so true. It's such good advice. The grass is always greener and we need to remember that social media is a highlight reel. Yeah. Nobody's posting. Well, sometimes people are posting on there about their shit, but people are like, oh, stop. Like, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so hard. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Like if you want to be really authentic and show, you know, all your struggles and good on those people that do do that. Yeah. So be it. But for most people, it's a highlight reel. Yeah, 100%. So who else do we compare to? We compare to past versions of ourselves and the amount of times that I hear, I just need to get back to my pre-baby weight or I need to get back to. And sometimes if you've ever been with our bodies and especially as women, if you've ever been through a really bad breakup or a really bad mental health period where you've gotten really slim without trying, we're always like, oh, well, when I wore that outfit, that wasn't a healthy, happy version of you. (laughs) No. Why on earth would you want to get back to that size? And we'll always say like, oh, you know, back in 2012 when I was a size six, (laughs) what the fuck? You were depressed. (laughs) You didn't leave the house. You were existing on Diet Coke and cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to go back there? Yeah, it's so true. So a more common one though is I just need to get back to my pre-baby weight. Yeah. And I think we need to remember more what I was saying about celebrating what your body has done. Yeah. It has a grown a life. Yeah. It's not going to be the same body yeah. that it was beforehand and everybody's bodies adjust at different rates. But I think it's really important and I've said it before to remember that there is no past version of ourselves that we need to get back to. So stop comparing yeah. your body to your body of the past. Yeah. And everything changes after you have a baby as well. It's not just like... Everything changes anyway. Like the body that I have in my 30s is very different to the body that I have in my 20s because my habits are different. That's what I was going to say. Like it is your habits. It's not just like you're obviously physically you've gone through a massive change. Your hips get wider, your ribs, you know, separate or whatever. Like everything changes that way. But then also I know one of the biggest things that changed for me when I had Oscar and mums out there will understand what I mean. When you dish up for their dinner, you might make them, I don't know, lasagna or, you know, chicken nuggets or something like that. And then you feed them. This is like a few hours before your dinner. And then you find yourself just like eating one spoon for you, one spoon for me, one spoon for you. And then if they don't eat stuff, you're finishing off their meals and stuff like that. So just like lots and lots and lots of things. There's lots of contributing factors. And then don't random things change too. Like you might have straight hair and then you have curly hair and then you've got bigger feet and like, yes, just rogue shit happens. Um, My auntie's the shape of her skull changed. Oh, geez. Yeah, like it went softer when she was pregnant and then it changed shape. It's the weirdest things happen. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're comparing ourselves to this past version of ourselves that might not be attainable anymore. And you might, again, going back to what you have time for in your routine, you don't have the same time for a health and fitness routine, especially if you've gone from having no kids to having a child all of a sudden. Your life is going to look very different. Yeah. The other thing we compare to is being a certain size. And I can completely relate to this in the past. Like if I wasn't X size, I wouldn't buy the outfit. Yeah. 
And now I'm like, okay, I've got my favourite shorts, my favourite yep. A-brand shorts, and I've got them in a 9 and I've got them in an 11. Yes. And we're going to lean into where we are, whether we're cutting, whether we're building, whether we have our period, whether we want them to feel a little bit looser today, whether they're just out of the wash. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I've got my Gorman shorts and I have them in, yeah, two different sizes and I've got the jeans in two different sizes. There's quite a few things. And you've got the things that feel good when you're not feeling good about yourself like this dress. Yeah, I really want to normalize buying our favorite clothes in two different sizes. This is a brilliant idea. I just think that was the best thing that came out of my build phase when I did it or having like a staple wardrobe for when you're not feeling your best Yeah, because there's nothing worse than going to get ready for a night out and everything feeling tight or nothing fitting the way. So just having like one pair of jeans or one dress that's in the bigger size and that you feel really confident in. So on days that you're not feeling it, you're just like, I know I feel great in this outfit. And I bought like this white linen dress when I was doing my build and I still love it. I chuck it on when I'm just like, I don't know what to wear and I know this looks good. Yeah, I have the same thing. I have a white A-frame dress that makes you look good no matter what. Mm, That's what mine is, yeah. Yeah. A-frame's very flattering. Yeah. When I got really serious about my nutrition and I transitioned down a jean size, I got rid of all of my bigger size jeans. Yeah. And then I realised I only owned jeans that fit me when I was at my leanest. Yeah. So that's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like setting yourself up to feel terrible. Yeah. So I've just like gone and consciously had to rebuy a few pairs of jeans that I love in the bigger size so that I have the variation and I or like having the version that's got no stretch and then having whatever color has stretch so that you've got that option. Yeah. Because sizing, again, there's so much variation. Yeah. I think that if you put too much emphasis on what size you are, that is just going to cause you so much pain and heartbreak because literally I can be one size in Kukai and then a completely different size in Target and then a completely different size at Gorman. Yeah. There's no consistency. Yeah. Ever. Or even if you buy the same jeans brand. Yeah. In the different types of denim. Oh, yeah. The fit can be so different. Like even if the fit of the jeans are the same. Yeah. So like I love a brand 94. All my jeans are brand, yeah. I love a brand jeans. Uh, if they're not stretchy to stretchy to different prints, they'll fit completely differently. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So don't be too caught up on a size. Like that's another thing we compare. Like, oh, I used to be this size. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. So think, would I notice if my friend had gained two kilos, wore the biggest size jeans, et cetera, et cetera? No, no. you wouldn't fucking notice. Never. So why do we beat ourselves up over it yeah. and tie so much value to it? Like we could be going out to an event and our favorite jeans don't fit us and we have to go to the biggest size. Odds are a lot of us would go to that event and feel crap about ourselves and not be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And not be able to eat because you've just stuffed yourself into tight jeans. Yeah. Mm, I love eating. Yeah, same. (laughs) So you obviously believe it's okay for people to want to change their bodies and you have built a business around it. What role does body image play when you are working with your clients that come to you with body composition goals? Yeah. So this is a big one. Obviously I do have a business that is based around people wanting to lose weight or wanting to change their body composition in some way. And that's awesome. I believe that it's okay to want to change your body image, but I want to educate people as to why it's not the be all and end all. Yeah. So for some people it's coming from a place of health, which is brilliant. Yeah. And some people do need to lose weight to optimize their health. For some people they want to change their body composition purely because they can. Yeah. They want to get leaner. They don't need to for their health or they want to add muscle mass. And that is so okay. It is so okay to want to change, but it is a lot easier to make that change from a place of love and a place of acceptance than a place of dislike or a a place of criticism. So when I have clients coming to me being like, I just fucking hate what I see in the mirror. I'm like, well, that, that is what we're going to change first and foremost. Yeah. It's not going to be like, we're going to lose five kilos and then we're going to work on how you feel when you look at yourself. We're going to start working on that right fucking now yeah. because that is going to make your journey with me so much easier. If you can start to appreciate your body at its bigger size, then by the time you get to the smaller size, you're going to be absolutely in love with who you are. Yeah. And that, that transformation is kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah. 
And I feel like that might change people's goals as well, right? Like if they think that getting to this size is going to make them happy, like if you're working with them in the first instance to be like, what is it that is actually going to make you happy? They might be like, oh, well, it isn't that. It's, you know, maybe this size or, you know, it's just different. Maybe they're setting themselves up for like an unrealistic goal. Yeah, definitely. Or sometimes what they want from having the smaller body is not necessarily the physical side of it, but the freedoms that that body might afford them. Yeah. So what they can do with it. We work on mindset a lot as a huge part of their transformations. And if you read my testimonials, you'll see everyone say, you know, I just started with the goal to lose weight and I didn't expect to get X, Y, and Z out of it, which is massive. Like that's so important to me and what I'm about. I could definitely run a business just churning out fast transformations, but that's not my vision at all for my business. And I was explaining to you that I can definitely feel a shift that I've really loved working with those clients on mindset and really want to focus on that a little bit more. So a little bit further down, I am going to share with you a few tools that I do use with my clients to work on their body image while they're on their transformation journey with me. But what we were saying is yeah we'll just keep moving the goalposts if we're only focused on the physical we need to appreciate all seasons and all stages of life just not loving our body when it's at its smallest or its fittest or its strongest we need to appreciate the season that we're in and if that season is postpartum for example which is I work with so many postpartum women and it's such an easy one to talk about because the changes are so dramatic like we were just saying and at the same time they're experiencing this loss of identity and their body isn't theirs anymore and they don't have the time to commit to it so if we can get them to a point where they can appreciate the body that they have as they go into this journey to try and change it and to get it to a healthier place then they're going to go into their next pregnancy with a really different outlook on their postpartum body yeah versus that that first pregnancy postpartum is really really challenging for a lot of people yeah yeah absolutely just going into that next pregnancy with the confidence that they have the tools to make the change but also to realize how amazing it is all of the things that their body is able to do for them yeah and if you go back to was it our third or fourth episode when we interviewed our friend ash she talks to that a lot yeah she does yeah definitely yep. and she was saying that it was a big contributing factor to her being excited to fall pregnant again. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in knowing more about that, I would definitely recommend going back and listening to that one. So, Tegan, do you have bad body image days still? Yes, absolutely. I definitely do. It's something that we'll never clock. I think our fitness journey, you're, you're never done. You get fit and then you have to maintain it. Yeah, Anything with mindset, you're never done. You get to a point where, you know, your mindset's really strong and then you'll just find more shadows or more things that you can work on and you will have to maintain it with work. And body image is exactly the same. The more we work on it, the less bad body image days that we have, but they will still crop up. And I went into the gym last week, for example, I was feeling weak, couldn't hit my lifts, filmed one of my sets thought oh my god why did I wear these tights they look fucking terrible sigh yeah so what do I do like what do I do on those days I think that this is really important we need to and I'm going to share this as a tip in a moment but we need to catch these thoughts as they come up and it's really important that we can't dwell in them yeah so if I was to sit there and go oh my god everybody at the gym is looking at me these tights look terrible I keep looking at myself in the mirror it's just going to it's just going to grow like what yeah. we focus on it grows. So I told myself, okay, I'm not going to film any more of my sets today. Yeah. I'm probably not going to hit any PBs today, but I'm just going to finish my workout. Yeah. I'm not going to look in the mirror. I'm not going to stare at myself in the mirror because I don't feel I don't feel my best. Yeah. I'm just going to get it done. And I got the workout done and I felt good about it. Yeah. Then I thought, okay, for the rest of this day, what am I going to do? I'm going to put on clothes that make me feel comfortable. I'm not going to go and put on a crop top and my shorter shorts if I'm not feeling good body image wise. I'm going to go put on a baggy t-shirt and I'm going to do things that make me feel good. I'm not going to stare in the mirror. I'm not going to keep criticizing. I'm not going to message my friends and go, oh my God, I took a video. And I think we do do that. Yeah. We will. And we've talked about this before of, of that, trying to get that reinforcement from our friends. We might go, oh my God, I look so shit today. I can't believe that I wore this. And our friends will be like, oh no, you look amazing. But what we're doing by sharing that with our friends is we're getting that validation from them. But that's not like, that's what matters. 
but we don't need that. Like we have extended the experience of us feeling shit by bringing it up again. Yeah, so true. Versus just getting on with our day and going, you know what, today's not my most beautiful day. I'm just going to go put on the baggy T-shirt and I'm going to get on with it. I'm not going to let myself dwell or fall into a hole and let these negative thoughts take over my whole day. Yeah. Because how we choose to think is somewhat a choice. Yeah. So when I have that thought pop into my brain of, oh, my God, these tights don't look good, I can either keep focusing on it, keep looking at it, keep texting people about it, let it take over my day, or I can acknowledge, okay, I don't feel my best I'm not going to focus on this yeah I'm going to focus on other things today and get on with it yeah another good thing if you especially if you're on a transformation journey is to look back at how far you've come so I really encourage people to take progress photos and they're really good on the days that you do feel you want to go fuck this isn't working I want to throw in the towel and eat 17 pizzas if you go look at your photos from where you started to where you are now you're like okay yep yeah I can see the change and maybe what I'm seeing today is not indicative of how I feel about myself most days. And the other thing is move your body. So we get in that negative cycle, I feel crap, I'm going to eat crap, I'm going to skip the gym because I don't look good today. And that's that's not serving us in a positive way where it's like, okay, I'm acknowledging that I don't feel great, but I'm going to go and move my body in my clothes that I feel comfortable in. So if you've kind of got ahead of this before you get to the gym, in my clothes that I feel comfortable in, and then I'm going to nourish my body with something that's really healthy. And then maybe it would be really good to do some mindset work and do some appreciation for what your body can do. Or if you can't physically compliment your body, maybe, you know, do some journaling around your personality or how you are as a friend and remember that your value has nothing to do with how you look. Yeah. So if we have bad body image days and we don't let them take over our whole day, they're not going to crop up as often. However, if we have bad body image days and we are hyper fixating on it all the time, what we focus on will grow and we'll just be getting more and more and more of them. All right. So Tegan, the other day you shared a quote with me when we were planning this episode that gave me full body goosebumps. And yeah, I'd love it if you could share it with our listeners. Yeah. So this is the quote, and this is definitely one for our mums and especially our mums of little girls. So it goes, your daughter is going to grow up being told how much she looks like you, how much she looks like her mother. Don't stand in the mirror and tear yourself and herself down. It's so true. And I can't believe I've like literally never thought of that before. All the time people are like, oh, Mushi, you look so much like your mom. Like, yeah. And I think she's beautiful. So, <laughs> yes. Because she is beautiful and so are you. Thank you. But yeah, you don't, you definitely don't think about that when you're, I mean, I do try really hard not to talk about negative things about myself in front of them. Mm. But I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like everyone I'm sure is, but yeah, I would never think that she might be looking at me being like, Oh, well, you know, I have the same color hair or, you know, it's such a conscious choice. And I remember a conversation that I had with one of my clients when she first started. And this has really stayed with me because I think this is just such a fantastic Um, example of a role model. So this client does dancing and she said that there's often a bunch of women at dancing in front of the mirrors going, oh, my legs, my this, my this, my this, of things that they would want to change. And one of the ladies when she had her daughter said, I'm not going to negatively comment on my body. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. And that's in front of her daughter, but she just made it a blanket rule that she wouldn't do it. So it was notable that all of these women were doing this behaviour and she wouldn't participate. Yeah. And I think that making that a habit, whether you are in front of your child or not, is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. So, so powerful. And I think that that is one of the biggest positive things that I have done for my own body image is to stop criticising myself, whether that's to myself, to my friends, like it, it, and we do it in our twenties. Yeah. 
we do it so often. It's just so normal. Yeah. To be like, oh, well, this, I need to lose weight. I need to do this. I want to change this. I hate my legs. I hate this. Yeah. And even if you're saying it to your friends and they're coming back at you with like, no, you're beautiful and, and I love the way you look and stuff. Like they mean that, but you're not going to take that on. You're just going to think. You're still drawing No matter what they're and saying. You, and you'll think, it's, you'll think that it's not authentic. You're going to think, oh, they're just trying to make me feel better. When they're not like you think your friends are beautiful and yeah. you think that things that they don't think are beautiful are. But no matter how much you say that to someone, they're just going to think, oh, they're just trying to fluff me up and then I'm going to feel, you know, still going to feel the same. So. How insane is it like how beautiful you think your friends are? Yes. You just think that they're the most beautiful people on earth. Yeah. And that is because you know their personality. Yeah. And their personality also contributes to how you physically see them. <laughs> yeah. So we just all need to stop. Yeah. And like feel free to pull your friends up on it. And yeah. we do it pretty well now. Yeah. Especially in the group with Sarah and Julia, like we'll just be like, nah. Yeah. No, no, we're not doing this. Like, yeah. nope. Yeah. And that's that. That's going to go into my next point in a second. But just like catching ourselves in these behaviours and recognising when we have the choice yeah. to take this conversation further or not. Yeah. Because if you just let it go, like let it float off, it's gone. Yeah. And you're not focusing on it, you're not talking about it and you've forgotten about it. Yeah. It's just like recognising when we have that conscious choice to engage in behaviours where we negatively talk about, think about our bodies and choosing no. You know, I'm choosing no. Sorry, we went way off topic and I forgot that we're supposed to be talking about kids. Oh, my God, we are. <laughs> got we just excited. got on a tangent, which is really good. But I think, yeah, it's really important that they don't see us criticise ourselves because yeah. that's all learned behaviour. Like we don't grow up thinking that there's anything wrong with our bodies. If no. you ask children that haven't yet been exposed to it what they'd like to change about their bodies. Like I saw <laughs> the cutest thing the other day and the little girl was like, I'd have a mermaid tail. Yes. Yeah, I saw that too. I loved that. Yeah, when I asked Magnolia about like what her favourite thing about her body is, she's like, well, I can do cartwheels. And yeah. I was like, yeah, because you're strong. Yeah, and we want to go back to that childlike innocence yeah. of appreciating our body for what it is. They learn that behaviour by us criticising ourselves and them hearing it or by us over-complimenting mm. their bodies or criticising their bodies. And it is really good that it's starting to change now. When we were kids, it wasn't unusual for a grandparent to be like, oh, you've been in a good paddock or yeah. you've or, put on a bit of weight or yes. you've lost your puppy fat. Yes, yes. I think, yeah, and not commenting on the way children look yeah. is really powerful and something that we probably all need to work on a little bit more. It's definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. But we'll yeah. even be like, oh, you're so big now. And yeah. even that's probably not really necessary, right? Yeah. And I love the over-complimenting, catching that as well because that's probably not something that we would necessarily think of but... Yeah. But if we're like, you're so pretty, yeah, look at your dress, think that's so all beautiful. Yeah. And, and we're constantly telling them that that's tying value to how they look. Yeah. So true. Versus saying, you're so strong, you're so smart, you're so yeah. brave. Yeah. So we really need to think about our language around children, how we're talking to them and how we're talking to ourselves because they soak it all up like little tiny sponges. Yeah. Boys and girls too. We don't want to just think about little girls. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, they, they take absolutely everything in, even when you don't think they're listening. And I think that the language around diet and exercise is really important to think about as well. I think we've touched on it before in previous episodes, but if we're setting that norm of that we exercise for reasons of being strong and being healthy versus reasons of we need to lose weight yeah. or we need to fit into this outfit or we're having a different dinner because mummy's on a diet yeah. versus could be, would you like to have some salad with your dinner too? Mummy's eating healthy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I told you this the other day, my friend said it in front of Magnolia and then I repeated it in front of Kev at school. My friend was like, I just want to tell you, like, you look so strong. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is the nicest thing. (laughs) And absolutely what I want to hear with where I'm at at the moment. Mm. And I said to Kev, I was like, oh my God, that made my day. That's one of the nicest things someone said to me. And I would a hundred percent rather hear that than, oh, you look so skinny or all that exercise is paying off. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Totally. Yeah. And I made sure I said that in front of Magnolia because that's one of the things we were genuinely impressed by how strong she is. Like she's a freak. So we do say that to her all the time. Like, you're so strong and, you know, you've, I don't know, I do say you've got a gymnast body, but I feel like that's, that's okay. Do you reckon? Mm, Maybe not. I would avoid it. (laughs) I wouldn't comment on any sort of body shape stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She gets that a lot. She gets, you're built to be a gymnast, which. But her little body's going to change so much. Yeah. And then she Over the coming years. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm. Mm. It's a minefield. Like, it is. It's it's really challenging and it's it's really hard to catch ourselves. And yeah. we want to tell little girls that their dress is beautiful and yeah. that they look so pretty. Yeah. Um, and those things are really, really nice. But if we could think about this a little bit more, I think it would go a long way yeah. to their future body image. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We maybe we'll do this episode next week, but we want to talk about things that we say that without thinking that could be improved. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. I agree. So we touched on this a little bit before, but you said you were willing to share with our listeners some of the tips and the tools that you use with your clients to harness better body image. So what have you got for us? Cool. The tangible shit. <laughs> no, I love it. Obviously, I'm not going to share too much because I still want to be running a business based on <laughs> this stuff. But two really good ones that I am more than willing to share. So we've already touched on catch and change. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that conscious choice when we get to the point where we can realize that we can still change our thought patterns before they go. That's the catch. Yeah. And then the change. So it's important to be realistic. So if we were to say, I hate my arms, if we're in the mirror and we're going, I hate my arms, to then catch ourselves and be like, I love my arms. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bit unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to be like, I just changed my brain. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) You don't. Yeah. But obviously we can change it to something neutral. Yeah. So if you catch yourself and say, I don't like my arms, catch it, change it to something neutral. They allow me to lift weights in the gym. Yeah. They allow me to do the exercise that I love. They allow me to carry the kids around. They allow me to do X, Y, and Z. So initially our catch and change might be to something neutral and usually it can be to something that we can do with the body part that we're criticizing. And then eventually it might change into a positive. You might be able to catch yourself and be like, actually, I really like my shoulders. Yeah. Actually, I've got pretty good triceps. Yeah. But catch and change to a neutral initially. Yeah. So just cut it off. Just as soon as the thought comes, go, hang on. Yeah. Gotcha. And someone once explained it to me like being a security guard of your own mind. Yeah. And there's a party going on and you've got the security guard and that bitchy girl's coming. Yeah. And you're like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a fun party and you're going to fuck it for everybody. (laughs) You're out of here, sis. Yeah. So that thought, that negative thought, that's the the bitchy girl and you want to boot her straight out of the party in your mind. Yes. Someone else is coming up. They're a good vibe. Yeah. Let her in. In you come, girlfriend. Yeah. But any of those catty mean girls, they're out. Yeah. So that's the catch and change. That's being a security guard for your own mind. And the more you practice this, the less those mean girls try and get in. Yeah, that's so good. It's so, so powerful. Yeah. Because the more we entertain the thoughts and focus on them, they grow. We've touched on this before. But the more that we catch them, they just don't pop up anymore. That's such a good analogy as well because if you're hanging out with someone and they're a a mean girl or someone bitchy and they're like, oh, I don't like your arms, you're not going to see them again. No. So like if that thought pops into your head, you can be like, "Mm, I don't want to. No, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with you. (laughs) Go away. And another thing on that is like if you have a thought like that, you can think, would I say this to a friend? Yeah, I love that one. And if you wouldn't say it to one of your mates, why would you say it to yourself? Yeah. And it's so crazy. And we've talked about it before with like tall poppy syndrome in Australia and we don't want to love ourselves too much. But it's an awesome thing to love yourself and to feel positively about yourself. And it's something that we all need to practice. We need to change that dialogue that we're up ourselves. Yeah, yeah. If we're really 
body confident or we have great body image or we really love ourselves in all of our phases. Like that should be the standard. Yeah. Imagine that world. Yeah, how nice would that be? Actually, I did see a thing and I know that you're dying to work this in somewhere. <laughs> yes, I know what you're going to say. Uh, where someone said, imagine a world where every woman feels as safe as they do at the Taylor Swift concert. It's just, I've yeah, goosebumps thinking about it. But it's so, so true. And something I didn't actually think about while I was there until I saw that TikTok. Mm. It was the most, I felt like it was such a celebration of like <sighs> happiness mm. and joy. But being in that stand, you could be completely uninhibited. And it was the closest thing I've experienced to being a child, like that very pure joy and just dancing, literally dancing like no one's watching Mm. and screaming in like for joy and like singing. And it felt very safe in the sense that there was no creepy guys trying to crack onto you, but also that you could just completely be yourself. And that was okay because everyone was there to have a good time and everyone was there to experience this like yeah, happy. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Don't, it was like the most. Anyone else who's been there probably will understand what I'm saying, and anyone who thinks it's silly, like whatever. Because, but imagine a world where we yeah. all feel that co- confident within ourselves. Yes, and we felt so confident to dress. You know, everyone had glitter and sparkles, and if that's not your thing, like you know, our friend Meg was wearing this like killer black outfit. And she Can we like also a talk about dancer. how you text me to ask if I had anything sparkly? <laughs> Well, you never know. I was just like, ha, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe because you've got some. I'm like a closet Swifty. <laughs> when I was there, I was like, do you know what I could have borrowed off you? That black silk dress you have with the lace, the lace oh, yeah. like cut out. I could have worn that. That was quite reputation error. But, yeah, it would be. Can't wear undies with that dress. That's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> me just fine. Um I, yeah, no, I, that is so true in every sense of the word. It was, it would be a beautiful world if we could feel like that every day. I felt amazing about myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I just don't understand why we tear people down that feel like that. Yeah. Obviously we do because it's a mirror because we would love to feel like that. But imagine a world where we're all celebrating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fucking epic. And also like everyone tearing it down, like, okay, whatever. Like there's a lot of different aspects to it. But at the end of the day, you are watching an incredibly strong woman. But like, if we're going to talk about like physically, she is, she trains for three hours every morning on a treadmill. While singing the song. While singing. I know I've heard. Yeah. Which makes be, complete sense to me. Yeah. It because does. she's training for what she needs to do. Yes. And she. So smart. Yeah. And I she's, think Beyonce does that too. Yeah. And she's just like a very good body confidence like now I know she's gone through some stuff that she's been very transparent about, but like I'm so happy for Magnolia to watch this woman who can perform for four hours mm. without losing a losing breath or skipping a beat with mm. like strong legs and like she's a powerhouse mm. and that's great. Why can't we just be happy for that? Like yeah, instead of that, catching all these negative things. I think that there's a lot of, yeah, I think there's a lot of good that comes out of that definitely. Yeah. Um, this is a pivot. Yeah. What do you think about people that went more than once? Okay. So I asked Fraz and we can't beep out the word. Okay. It makes me furious. I just thought it goes against the kind of whole vibe of the It thing. goes across. So someone asked me, would I go again? And I said, it was the best night of my life. No word of a lie. Like it was incredible. But I couldn't take the place of another Swifty, like of them not being able to experience. There is a girl who I went to school with that is a way bigger fan of Taylor Swift than me and she cannot get tickets. And I said to Kev, like, if I won tickets to go again, I would give them to her because to steal that opportunity from her. Yeah, I thought it just go, yeah. yeah. There's a woman in the US. And they're so sought after. Yeah, there's a woman in the US and she's an influencer and she was saying on, I think, around the NFL the other day, a podcast that – she went six times in the US and then she was coming to all the Australian shows just to be a part of the vibe and like sit in different sections and experience it. I was like, also like that you can afford that. Like our tickets were $70. Like we were very, very, very lucky. We got them four days before the show. It was all, it all worked out very well for us. And we were like extremely grateful to be there. We just kept 
looking at each other squealing and Are being like. Are you ready like, to do a manifestation episode yet? <laughs> Honestly, we were like, we have to tell Tegan this. Everything worked out phenomenal phenomenally everything was like it was just meant to <laughs> it was be good. <laughs> <laughs> perfect experience i won't go on it for too much longer because i know that there's a lot of people that are very sick of hearing it anyway yeah to wrap up don't take tickets from other swifties it's very mean on the catch and change like a world where we all feel so confident within ourselves like we'd just be there wouldn't there would be less people tearing other people down yeah because we do that from a place of insecurity yeah Absolutely. That's because what like people get, your mum says that to you when you're young, you know, they're being mean to you because they're jealous. Yep. Very basic uh, way to explain it, but it's true. They're tearing you down because they feel b- badly about themselves. Yeah. When any somebody, whenever someone's treating you badly, it's, it says way more about them than it says about you. It's yeah. a mirror. Mm-hmm. It's just like we were talking about before with someone, if you're, doing really well on your health and fitness journey and they're criticising it, it's usually because they're having a mirror to them not working on their own health and fitness journey. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be nice. So catch and change. That's the start. Start with yourself. Yeah. But then second to that, catch yourself if you're ever criticising anybody else physically. Yeah. And I would hope that most of our listeners don't do this anyway. Yeah. But that's definitely problematic behaviour and you should have a long fucking hard look at yourself. <laughs> that was a side note. I agree. <laughs> and the other one that I wanted to give you is a task that I give quite a few of my clients when they are new in their journey or they are struggling with working on that transition between accepting their body at the stage that it's at now while they're working towards their goals. And I give them a task to complete a daily compliment in the mirror. Yeah. So the reason I get them to do this and I try and get them to do something physical. Okay. But if they can't do something physical, then they'll go to do something about their personality or they'll do something about how they show up in life. Yeah. The reason that I get them to do this and the reason that I get them to do this in the mirror is because we, by default, get in the mirror and start to criticize. Yeah. We start to draw our eyes to the things that we don't like. Yeah. So it's a very different experience to get into the mirror and go, okay, what do I like today? Yeah. What do I like today? And if today I'm struggling physically, well, I'm a good friend. I'm caring. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I was talking about it with a client on a call yesterday and she's in a build phase at the moment. And a build phase is always really good for your body image because you are intentionally gaining weight. Yeah. It's a very, very different experience. Like she commented that when she got on the scales and she hadn't gained weight, she was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. And I was like, how much of a different experience is that? And that's definitely something that I experienced in my build as well. But she was saying that usually when she gains weight, she feels really um, round in the face and she hasn't really experienced that. And I was like, well, is it true that you aren't more round in the face, which might be her reality because she is eating the right foods and it's all very controlled. Or are you in the mirror looking at all these things that you love about your body at the moment? Like her shoulders are looking really defined. So your eyes going straight to those really positive things. Yeah. So what I do by getting them to do this daily compliment challenge is to get them to look in the mirror and start to draw their eyes to what they like. Yeah. And then it's a very different experience of how we see ourselves. Is it going to be an overnight success to not criticize and then sometimes get in the mirror and feel like we look like a potato or a toe? No. (laughs) (laughs) it's just a different experience to get in the mirror and start to look for the things that we like yeah and to make that a daily practice to compliment ourselves yeah and it's been really powerful for a lot of my clients yeah I love that it's not necessarily anything you would think to do yourself so no like we don't get in the mirror and be like hey what's good about Uh me look at you but you know those days when you're feeling like red hot yeah and you catch yourself in every shiny surface and you're like fuck I look good today yeah yeah you know do you like Carl Barron Yes. You know how he talks about it? You know, he's like, how come some days, and this is like summing up body image to a T because he's like, how come some days you look in the mirror and you're hot and then other days you look like shit? (laughs) It's so true. And it's our perception, right? Maybe we're a little bit more tired or, you know, our hair isn't doing the thing that we like it to do. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you look pretty much the same to me yeah. <laughs> most days. I'm so sorry. But we look like we look how we look and we want to channel that energy of the days that we feel red hot. Yeah. 
And if we can start to have more of those days, obviously that goes a long way to how we feel about ourselves overall. Yeah. Do we look any different? No. How we think? Yes. Yeah. So true. So true. Mm. I love that. Okay, so to round us out with a fun segment to finish on and everything is very aligned to this episode today. I wasn't fucking around, had a lot to say. (laughs) You're probably going to have to edit out some of the swear words. Nah. I get sweary when I get passionate. She does, she does. (laughs) Uh, So we thought we'd just do like a little quick fire, some ideas of compliments that you can give your friends that have nothing to do with how they look. All right, so I I actually wrote like 15, but we've covered a lot of them. So Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I didn't write 10. any. <laughs> All right. So you're so funny. You seem really happy. I am. <laughs> These are, you know, I love giving compliments to people that are genuine. I genuinely just like think that most of the people I know are great. So you're so funny. You work really hard, which like, you know, there's people like, you know, you and like one of my very close friends that I just really admire because I work really hard. I admire you. Oh, um, we're, you're doing, I thought we were going to go back and forward. Oh, sorry. I'm just <laughs> listing them all. <laughs> you're really good at coming up with compliments. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want me to go back and forth now? Or? I don't, yeah, sure. Let's go back and forth because that gives me a bit of time to think of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, okay. So, so far I've done. You're so funny. You work really hard. I admire you. All right. You're really good at what you do. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you're a very good friend or a very good parent. Oh, I was about to say the parent one. You're very patient. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> this, is a, this is a random one, but someone said this to me once. It made me happy. You're a really good driver. Oh, nobody said that to me. <laughs> Fraz said to me, you ride your push bike like you drive your car really fucking slow. <laughs> Actually, you did drive really slow when I was in the car with you. Safety first. Yeah. That was a lovely meal that you cooked for me. It was delicious. That's a good one. If they cooked for you. <laughs> You're very resilient. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I saw something the other day that was a quote that was like, how fucked is it that we have to keep being so resilient? I want things to be smooth sailing for <laughs> yeah. once. It goes it goes either ways because there's a lot of things in feminism that we're like taught to be like resilient. But like sometimes like it is just nice to hear that you are a resilient person. It's a really good quality yeah. to have. It is. You're a great listener. Oh, that's a good one. You're really intelligent. You're very strong. Yeah, that's my fave. (laughs) Along the same lines, you're good at reverse parking. You're good at reverse parking. That's so funny. Very, very niche. That is very niche. Pride myself on my reverse parking. That is very, very niche. Yeah. I think, yeah, anything about their character is always a really nice compliment. Yeah. Or what about I'm proud of you? Yeah. Oh, kills me when someone says that to me. Love it. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, You're really perceptive. Oh, like good at reading the room. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that's like very perceptive of situations and I love that about her. Oh, that's nice. What about you are a nice calming presence? Yes. I love that. What about you're the life of the party? Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a fun one. Very different opposite ends of the scale. (laughs) Yeah, but both good ones. You got any more? You're really good at talking to people. Oh, nice. You are really good at talking to people. Thanks. (laughs) You told me I was was really good at writing scripts. That was nice. Yeah, you are. And good at writing just in general. Thanks. That's that uni degree that I didn't use. Hmm. Uh, Once I got an A++ in English. That's good. The teacher had already given someone an A plus and mine was better, but she couldn't be bothered regrading everyone. I love that. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> but good for your confidence. Yeah. What about you're a real go-getter? You're very ambitious. Yeah. Oh, do you know what the best one is? My um, friend, mentor in life, old boss, wrote a reference for me the other day for a grant and she said, Alex is a doer, she gets things done. Do I, you are a doer. And I was like, I love that. And oh, she's also said, she says what she does and she does what she says. Is that yeah, nice. a thing? Which I was like, I really like that because I admire that in other people. What about being like complimenting someone on being very authentic or very genuine? Yeah, that's a genuine, that's a really good one. What about you have great taste in music? The best thing you could say about it. <laughs> okay, I think we've given plenty. These are good. Yeah, so have a think about how you can compliment people that has nothing to do with how they look. Like obviously it's nice when a girl comes up and says to you, oh, you're really pretty. Yeah. A little girl came up to Magnolia. She would have been like 11 at the Taylor Swift concert and she came up and she taps me on the shoulder and she goes, excuse me. And then she looked at Magnolia and she goes, 
Your dress is the prettiest dress I've ever seen. Oh, bless. I was like, oh, so it was just such pure, like she just looked like she like compelled to go and tell this little girl that she loved her dress, which I was just like, oh, my God. That's what the whole experience was like. Yeah, that's really nice. I can't tell you the amount of people we were like, you're such a vibe. Oh, so nice. compliments on your energy are nice. Yes. You should, we, like, that's a really good compliment for strangers, I think. If you wanted yeah. to go up and say to someone, like, you just look like you have such a fun, energetic vibe. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one because then you're not necessarily saying, like, oh, I love your dress. You can be like, yeah, you are such, because they encompass that whole yeah. energy. Or you're really confident. Yeah. Let's send away a challenge. Okay. We both need to compliment two strangers yep. in the next week. Nothing with this, with how they look. This isn't really a challenge because I do this to people. Oh, not the how they look. I told a mum at school to the, today that she looked really pretty. All right. Not how they look. Let me get creative. Something else about them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So if I see someone reverse parking, I'm like, you did that really well. That was a great reverse park. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> this is the vibe we're bringing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Wouldn't that make your day if a stranger, because I'm always like, damn, I wish someone was around here to see what I just did. I can reverse park really yeah. well. Yeah. For me, it's can park, can't drive. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. I feel like I go either way, the amount of gutters I hit, but then I'm good at reverse parking. Yeah, it's just coming up alongside something. <laughs> it's just driving next. <laughs> driving's hard. It blows my mind that driving's something that, like, we all do every day. It's complicated. It's pretty complicated. Yeah. I got my driving test on my third go, and I think that that was him giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I got mine on my fifth go. Auto or manual? I can drive a manual, but I got an auto license. Nah, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Obviously, we love having guests on, but I equally love being able to share with you the things that I'm really passionate about in the hopes that it positively impacts you on your journey. If someone in your life is on a similar path with their own body image and you feel as though they would get a lot out of this episode, please send it on to them. If you've ever thought about having your own podcast, if you have an amazing idea or a business that you think would benefit from some extra audio content, please contact me at Hey Out Productions. You can find us on Instagram. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys.